Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Ewan Patterson. Hello. And Rich Hudson. Hello. And the BAFTA nominations are out for the gaming awards of the type of things coming later this year. Excitement. Woo! Yes. Chills and spills and all those type of things. Well, I kind of, I rounded up a whole bunch of different categories that I think um, are worth highlighting because there are something close to like 15, 16 different ones, but some of them are like best mobile game and we just don't, we don't care. Yeah. We're not too bothered. So the, the things that I've highlighted are um, things like the best narrative, the best overall game, the best art direction, all those types of things. Um, so yeah, the winners are going to be revealed on the 4th of April, but I thought we'd go down through the categories and, uh, and just sort of have some general thoughts on stuff. So the first one that I've got up is the best narrative. Now, this is between Florence Frost. Punk, God of War, uh, Marvel, Spider-Man, Red Dead 2, and Return of the Obra Dinn. We love Ooh. a good narrative at What Culture. I do love a good Even narrative. Even the false narratives. <laughs> false narratives are all good as long as they play well, so I don't mind too much. Um, from that one, the best narrative, I think that'll end up going to maybe Red Dead 2. Probably. What did it the Game Awards? Was it Red Dead 2? Red Dead 2 won pretty much everything apart from best game went to God Which of War. God of War. Yeah. Mm. It, I think, again, uh, we had this discussion when it was myself, Ewan, and Rach for the Game Awards. Mm. Uh, I think it's going to be, again, between we said initially the big three, which was Red Dead 2, God of War, and Spider-Man, but I think Spider-Man's kind of not going to be involved in that category. Spider-Man Spider is, is a brilliant story in terms of like the beat-for-beat beat storytelling, but I think if you do like wider stuff, the narrative stuff with Red Dead, every element of Red Dead reinforces yeah, itself. Yeah, that's kind of what I said back when we were talking about the Game Awards, is that I think Spider-Man ultimately has a better linear narrative and it, the, the, it gets it deserves praise for doing something so unique with that character you know looking kind of telling a story that we've not really seen with Spider-Man for ages but the way Red Dead Redemption 2 tells its story through all those unique interactions with mm. like all your supporting characters and the way the story unfolds over the course of God knows how many hours <laughs> and gigabyte files. Oh, I God. think, yeah, Red Dead probably gets that in the end because it's so inventive with the way it builds its world and the story around it. Yeah, and all the mechanics as well, like all the stuff with like, you know, after certain events in the story, if you want to just kind of, you know, go off and be Arthur up in the woods, like you can go up there, you'll grow your hair out and like the world, the way that the gameplay sort of reinforces the character, like there's lots of different things that kind of help in the, the wider framing of the narrative itself. Um, I think it's worth talking about Return of the Obra Dinn, yes. um, which was Lucas Pope's follow-up to Papers, Please, um, which 
which is like a almost like supernatural detective type story where you play like a, I think you're like an insurance claimant. Yes. And uh, or claim you're like this officer that goes to this pirate ship. They're trying to like make this insurance claim, and uh, you're basically just trying to figure out what happened on this pirate ship. But you do that through this like supernatural book that lets you kind of beam through and investigate a bunch of different detective scenarios. Um, and the graphically looks like an Apple II game, but it's really in depth with its clues and stuff. Um, I think that thing has like so much to it. I think it's because it, it did win some things at Game Awards mm. as well. It's definitely got some uh, some very promising clout behind it, but. Yeah, I think it's going to be more swinging towards Red Dead. Probably so Red Dead. God of War. But. Yeah. The next thing up is Artistic Achievement. This is between Detroit Become Human, Gris, God of War, Spidey Again, Red Dead 2, and again, Return of the Obra Dinn. So this is a very tough category because I guess it's Artistic Achievement, but not in terms of all games are art, but in a literally art direction type sense. So for me, I'm going Gris because I think Gris is absolutely stunning. I'm, it's like a yeah, yeah. watercolor painting in motion. I was going to say God of War. Mm, uh, I, and ooh. yeah, because <laughs> mainly because the way it handles Norse mythology and mm-hmm. how inherently artistic a game has to be when it's dealing with such a rich lore. Mm-hmm. So I think God of War, the way it, the uniqueness in which it kind of builds that world around it, I could see that getting that. I don't really see why Detroit become human is kind I, of I mean on sometimes there. in in regards of like this like visual rendering mm. sense then like the the sheer graphical clout of that game is like sky high because the amount of money behind it is ridiculous um, so it could be something like that and like I guess the, the way that they sort of bring to life this vision of the future is uh, for me it wasn't very well done but a lot of people do quite like it um, but yeah for me it's going to be something that just has such an identifiable visual punch which like for me would be gross what do you reckon Sir Rich? yeah I'm I'm swinging again more towards Everton and mm. obviously there, there will be art direction specifically but like again for artistic achievement it's the kind of thing where we'd never seen something that looks like totally. Oberdin before and mm-hmm. it was done so well and the fact that I could still tell such uh, an incredible narrative through literally two colours <laughs> well it's um, like it's weird like it's, it reminds me of like an old like dot matrix printer it's, like, it's a Game yeah. Boy camera 3D game yeah. that's exactly what it is and I think the fact that they've managed to do something so uh, deep and so engrossing in the same way Papers Please did and Lucas yep. Pope is a genius on that respect totally. I think on artistic achievement I can get that but I can see it going to something a lot bigger in terms of scale because mm-hmm. you've got things like Red Dead 2 as well. I think, because um, I forget which award Oberdin won at the VGA. It, like, I it definitely got, got me like Art Direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Cuphead won it the year before and then Oberdin got it like last year yes yeah but it's like yeah it is like <clears throat> it is like a black and white thing but it has this like powdery dot matrixy look but it all everything moves so smoothly it's it's so recommendable like this weird detective story through a black and white old school lens yeah it's great um <clears throat> excuse me the next category i've got is music uh, which is between celeste far cry 5 florence god of war and tetris effect oh we finally, finally Richard. got some recognition because <laughs> it was snubbed like left right and center I game awards i feel but do you think fact- it'll finally get its due here or is the I- competition too I, I hope so. Yeah. I think it definitely could be up for best music because <clears throat> if you've played the game or you've listened to the soundtrack, oh my god, it's lush. It will ascend you to a new plane of existence. <laughs> uh, one of the ways that it obviously, like you know, the more the better you do at the Tetris, the more the score comes together. Like you, it is like fundamentally tied to the game itself. But I think for this category, they're literally talking about just pure composition, like you know, pure. And again, I think Tetris, could, Tetris still has got a quite mm. a, a high ranking in that because the, again, the music is absolutely stunning. It's stunning. There is that terrible rap song. What's that thing? It's like the third song in. Oh, it's just um, like, it's, uh, take oh, your vision. And it's uh, like, what? Unite the souls since there's no <laughs> division. division. All that. <laughs> What's the Pharaoh's Code? That's, that is it's horrific. A bit, it's a bit of a weird one. And the, yeah. uh, the, there's, a, there's a level which is like jazz music. And I love jazz I love music. That. I hate it. Yeah, you do, don't I you? I thought it was great. Do you I like love- jazz? Do you like jazz? <laughs> I love it, but the, they, they make it so every time you move pieces and place things down, there's like a random like spluttering of piano key yeah. presses and it doesn't sound very, like, <laughs> it, it just sounds too random for me. Yeah. But like, yeah, I, I think I think Tetris is in a really good state for this because, I you know, I 
I've been bawling about this game since it mm. first came out, and the music and the sound design is one of those reasons why. But saying that, uh, you say Celeste is on there. Celeste is on here as oh. well, which um, I think weren't at the VGAs. They definitely did a live performance. Celeste's music is lush, but my yeah. shout would be God of War. I, yeah, I was going to say, I think if you're Insomniac or Rockstar, you'd be very aggrieved not to have any recognition yeah. for this. I think especially, obviously we know that Red Dead Redemption 2's score was so, it, it was brilliant. It was mm-hmm. very like orchestral and very, you know, ha- went back, so harking back to the old spaghetti westerns. But then you also had the, the proper soundtrack as mm-hmm. well from like other songs. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider-Man as well, the way they incorporate that score over the course of the game like I don't know about you guys but the first moment you kind of jump off the building and start swinging and every time you do that throughout the game that certain score yeah, comes in where great, it swells Sam Raimi yeah. very Daniel mm-hmm. and yeah. um yeah, I would be very. Um, it's very. Conf- um, yeah, that's, it, it strikes maybe, me as a glaring omission. Yeah, I wonder if maybe just like knock them off because it's it's quote unquote too obvious. Mm. To be that's based on the what I was about to say because yeah. like we were talking about this at the Game Awards that the Spider Man's inclusion is great. The music is fantastic, but mm. it doesn't really do anything that Not spectacular. Too new or whatever, yeah. It's like it's great when it comes in and it always seems to fit with what you're doing because you're swinging around and mm. punching bad guys. But like in a musical sense, it's not not it has not been inspired, done, yeah. but it's like it's not like something so mind-blowingly incredible it, it would deserve an award of that mm. kind of caliber that's so. kind of what knocks God of War down as well because I think like God of War is exactly what you expect like you know big orchestral like you know you've got lots of like uh, like gang vocals and chanting and stuff it's so powerful like it, it is that game in audio form um, but it's been done like you know it's, yeah. it's another God of War score kind of thing um, so moving on to performers uh, we've got Christopher Judge as Kratos we've got Danielle Pasuti as Freya a lot of these are from God of War <laughs> so Christopher Judge uh, Danielle Pasuti uh, Jeremy Davies again God of War he plays the stranger he plays the dude that uppercuts Kratos at the beginning mm-hmm. uh, I was going to her name wrong but Melisanthi Mahout as Cassandra from Assassin's Creed Odyssey Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan and Sonny Suljic as Atreus in- where's oh. Yuri I'm he's re- not I'm, here is I'm he I'm genuinely gutted Yuri that is, Yuri that that is ridiculous so you can have like five people from God of War but not one fella from Spider-Man I think piss you, off yeah. <laughs> in the same way as Game Awards my, I, think I, I think I decided as well as you that Yuri should have won Yuri, Yuri should, should be won in it. here yeah. he, should, he should at least be nominated for that as much I as I love Jeremy Davies dude used to be on Lost. Um, he was uh, he was one of the doctors in Lost. Um, can't think of his name now. Daniel Faraday. Um, love that guy as an actor. But the the stranger performance isn't above Yuri Lowenthal, especially no. towards the end of that game. Like there's some powerhouse stuff in there. Yeah. Um, but based on who is here, I think Roger Clark will get it. Uh, yeah, I yeah. agree. I think did did Christopher Judge win it at the Game Awards? No, I think no, Roger, Clark, Roger did. Clark did as well. Yeah, no, Roger. I think a more than than worthy winner mm. for that award because Arthur Morgan is one of the greatest protagonists of the generation, if not one of the, you know the Ooh. best of all time. I think he's an absolutely Definitely compelling character. Fantastic, easily outshines John Marston from the first game, which in itself is no Ooh, easy feat. Oh God, um, maybe. But yeah, like sure. I, I, I still think that Yuri Lowenthal deserves way more praise for his mm-hmm. role. And obviously, maybe they're looking at Spider-Man and going, "Oh, it's just Spider-Man." And there'll be more games for him to reprise that role in the future, where Arthur Morgan is a one done thing. But I think the way Yuri kind of uplifts that character, he really provided his own spin on it and I think that that is worth recognising even if it is just superheroes you know what I mean I think I mean towards the end of that game like yeah. I mean we're not, we're not going to spoil the territory but like you know based on where those characters end up like there are some really good like you know you can hold up that performance towards the end and go like that's a, a hell of an acting moment and he must have acted that through I'm sure they scanned his face in to be Parker right. anyway. oh, yeah, so yeah. yeah so it's like you know that, that deserves to be held up I think a lot of the reason that uh, Roger Clark gets uh, recommended for, recommended for Red, Red Dead 2 is just the sheer size of the script oh, like yeah. they had the biggest script hey, like, 
boy. So many boys, and it's just like the size You're of the You're all right, girl. It's just ridiculous. I mean, like the stuff that they brought in, like even that, even the fact that Boa became this like notable meme. Um, but then they, like, he was talking about recording like day in, day out for years. Um, and so I think it might just be the the most performance is what ends up getting the uh, the award for it. But do you guys both think Roger Clark as well? Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Again, Yuri's not on there, so my sort of main choice is. Yeah, my, really my only other one would be Christopher Judge. Like I, um, but I mean, it's it's more Kratos, but I think he obviously rounds the character out. But that's more in the script than the voice performance. But um, yeah, I still love what's there. Um, so next one is best debut game. Now this is where it gets into uh, territory where we've not played everything, but we played the vast majority. Um, so best debut game is between Beat Saber, Cultist Simulator, which I've never played, <laughs> Donut County, Florence, and Yoku's Island Express. Which one stands out to you guys? I've played all these apart from Cultist Simulator. Beat Saber. Beat Saber's Beat pretty Saber. solid. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's called Beat Saber. Beat Saber, mate. Beat Saber, Ewan. Come Tell on. us about the Beat Saber, because me and Ewan don't know what this is. Have you not seen Beat Saber? I've seen it, but I haven't played it. So Beat Saber's basically like VR Guitar Hero, and mm. VR as a platform has been a weird one over the past couple of years, because obviously, um, in, in a PC sense, that's where it sort of came in, and uh, the breaking into VR is a bit, is it can be a bit expensive depending on who you go with. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Sony turned around and said, hey, we're going to do PSVR and they made it accessible to a lot of people and it's been a lot more successful than Sony ever could have believed. Because, <laughs> I mean, I think PS4s is like 92 million of ships now. Only th- <laughs> and 91 million have been bought by Josh Brown. Yeah. <laughs> and only, th- I say only 3 million PSVR headsets, but that's way above what Sony were initially yeah. expecting. And I think one of the reasons why that's done so well is because of those games, but one of them was Beat Saber. When that came to uh, PS4, people were so excited. It's it's incredible. Yeah, it's Guitar Hero with lightsabers. You have to hit blocks in a particular direction in time with the music. And that, that's literally all it is. So it's kind of like having giant like uh, drumsticks. Yeah, that's basically cool. Because um, one of our lovely editors, Heroes, he plays it. He, he swears by that game. Yes, he, he adores it. <laughs> um, and it's. I mean, I have not played it. I don't have VR. I've never actually played VR properly. Right. Um, but He's I know. I know how much of an impact Beat Saber has made, and I think it would deserve an award like this because of the inroads to VR it has made. Because mm-hmm. sometimes a big killer app in VR hasn't really been there, but Beat Saber has been the one big standout for PC and PS4. So I know it's not a VR category, but no, but that, a, that's a, why a standout it's just, game. Yeah. Beat, uh, Beat Saber is definitely up there. They could do with giving a BAFTA to something like a VR game because for the I think for the vast majority, I mean, even if you compare the sales stats that you just mentioned, the vast majority of people don't have PSVR headsets. But like, n- like you know, reading that like something like Beat Saber is award winning might eventually usher more people yeah. in to try it. Um, yeah, I've seen Beat Saber be, uh, be played, but I haven't uh, played it myself. I haven't played Coldest Simulator. I haven't even seen. Sounds, it. I don't know what that is. Sounds like my shiz. I want to say. You know, <laughs> I live a good self-aware. So there is that Coldest Simulator. Don't account. Is, has, that should have been nominated for the best music. Donut County is you play um, as a hole and you have to try and suck everything up so into your hole. That's the game that's been possible. copied over and over again by every other mobile yes. developer on the planet. Pretty much. Right. Um, okay. But Donut County is this giant um, playable metaphor for consumerism and gentrification and it's just there's so much more to it than its initially like weird kind of look um, but it's just adorable and the like the, the art style and the music and everything is phenomenal. Um, my shout for this might actually be Donut County um, but there's also Florence and if you guys played Florence it's a mobile game is Um, there a machine it's not there's not a machine you'd think there would be but no it's uh, Florence is the story of a relationship it's a very very short game it's only like maybe an hour and a half ish Uh, but yeah mobile game where you play as Florence and she falls in love and it's about playing a relationship so you play conversations where like speech bubbles appear as if they're in like instant messenger and you're trying to like sort of like tap the buttons to make them like you know line up faster um, trying to get across that like when you first meet someone there's that electric sort of connection Um, and then the way that that goes through the relationship she starts to fall apart or the relationship starts to fall apart and all of a sudden those speech 
speech bubbles are harder to put together. There's different modes and little bits and pieces and stuff too. Um, you know, you draw something together and she finds it later on and bits and pieces like Sounds that. Sounds traumatic. It, oh God, it is. Um, but that's that's the whole thing. It has like a big emotional kind of kind of gut punch kind of thing. But it, it kind of turns it all around. It, it's a really lush little game. Um, but the idea of like playing the chemistry of a relationship is something that I don't think anyone's ever done. And it's like, it's really cool. Um, so yeah, Florence is like that. Uh, Yoku's Island Express is a pinball thing where you play as an ant trying to deliver some mail and you bounce I've around the world. I've heard about this. Yeah, it's really neat. Because like, it's, it's uh, pinball, it's cool. it just gets my entry. You'd, you'd actually probably love it, to be okay. honest. Um, Benji, who's been on the podcast before, um, that was like one of his favorite games from last year. Um, but yeah, you play as a little ant and you're trying to deliver some mail and you do that by ping-ponging around different like, you know, 2D platformer levels. <laughs> but they're full of little like levers and they blast you different directions. Is it as good as the seminal Ants film from the 90s? You know what? It, yeah, it is. Yeah. Is that, I don't know if we're still holding that up, but I mean, I will. I will hold that up. But yeah, out of all those, um, I guess it depends on which ones you've played. Rich, yours would be Beat Saber. Yeah. Um, mine's probably going to end up being Florence, I think, or Donut County. Um, based on what you've heard you and what would you back? I like the donut. I like the donut? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Donut's pretty good. Uh, I have game, all the donuts in the world. Just tell as much as you can eat for the one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. 
I'll see you all soon. BAFTAs. Um, the next category I got down is the Game Beyond Entertainment, which I think is the BAFTAs attempt to sort of Games reframe. for impact. Games for impact, yeah. games with a message. Like we do, Nearly every year it has a different terminology. But yeah, Game Beyond Entertainment. Now, again, I've already played a few of these. Um, but this is between 1111 Memories Retold, Celeste, Florence, Life is Strange 2, My, My Child Lebensborn, and Nintendo Labo, which I think Labo is a weird fit for this. I, I mean, I can kind of understand why that is there because it mm. involves a, uh, a sense of physicality to it. It's kind of like the um, a more DIY, literally DIY, but a more like mm-hmm. inclusive, more mentally stimulating version of like Skylanders that has the. Physical. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like Skylanders <laughs> evolved into Lego Dimensions, which obviously which involved building your things, and obviously Labo came from that. The thing that I loved about Labo is once you'd built your stuff and then you just unlock like the, it's called it the Labo Garage or whatever, and it just like it just shows you like all the computational side of it. So it's yep. like this sensor makes this judder or this does this, and it's like a little big planet style approach to stuff. It's like you can just go away and make your own firing range wherever you point the Joy-Con at a thing, it'll vibrate and knock the target over, or whatever. You just it has that whole like let your imagination run wild kind of thing, and I think that's why it's in here. Um, for the rest of it, though, I mean, I haven't played, or I don't think any of us have played Eleven Eleven Memories Retold or no. My Child Lebensborn. Um, but Celeste, um, that game for me did absolute wonders. Absolutely, for, yeah, just a Absolutely. stunning breakdown of overcoming anxiety and depression and like fighting through and all that kind of thing. That game ruined me in a very good way, <laughs> both, um, both like yeah. in, a, in, a, in an emotional sense and also a mental sense for how difficult the platforming can be. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I went after all the big hubbub about it winning at the Game Awards mm-hmm. and doing various other things. Like, and me not I, I up then about it. went and played it, and it's like, yeah, I can completely it's understand so where tight. from. It's incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I would love it if Celeste got this. I think uh, seeing seeing um, Matt Makes Games get up there and, and accept a bunch of stuff at the Game Awards was just heartwarming because games like this should be held up alongside the likes of Red Dead God of War, whatever. Absolutely. So, I mean, uh, that's so the thing was it was because it was nominated for Game yeah. of the Year alongside them at the Game Awards, mm-hmm. which is a huge feat. Yeah. So I think I know there's some other stuff on there, obviously, stuff we haven't played, but I think. Celeste might be the shit. I was going to say, I think Celeste should probably win that, but I, I could definitely, the cynic in me is kind of saying, well, you know, Nintendo come along with this nostalgic mm. cardboard box, but it's a video game. How quirky are we? <laughs> I could potentially see that being the victor in the sense because it's, it's not necessarily a unique idea, but the whole the whole approach Nintendo took towards Labo, mm. I could potentially see that coming I through. Think, I mean, like I said, like, I think the um, you know the, the imagination side of it is totally worth championing, but the the progress that something like Celeste makes yeah. is like unprecedented. I, I think that's going to come down to how BAFTA have framed this. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Thing. I was going to say, we're, we're yeah. interpreting it in the same way that it's Games for Impact, which is kind of how I read that. And looking at some of these other games, I kind of feel like that's kind of what's Well, their helpful. explanation on the site is pretty much well, that. The thing yeah. that I was just going to say is that Labo, to me, is kind of almost <laughs> contradictory in the sense that it's like Lego with instructions. You know, okay. we, have, we kind of had dip into a box of Lego and you can make your own thing. Labo, there is a pre-designated, like, it sells itself as this really imaginative, creative thing. I'm not I'm not knocking Labo. Everyone loves a little bit I of Labo. But Labo. also, you know, it's not as free thinking mm-hmm. as it potentially sells itself. No, totally. I think it's a weird fit in this category, but I guess if you were them, it's like, where else do you put it kind of thing? Yeah. So I guess it's been lumped in here. Um, to quickly address Life is Strange 2, um, that game has one hell of a like racially charged message at the beginning um, that just gives a hell of a punch. Like I would rather not give away what that is, um, but I think that's in here because of its, it dives right into like racial tensions in America and just it comes out of nowhere at the very beginning. Well, it's I mean, brilliant. that's life is strange. That's what the series. Yeah, is yeah, yeah. But doing, like, the <laughs> first episode is a hell of a thing. Yeah. Um, the next category is uh, game design, um, which is it like again is a, a mi- nice mix of um, uh, nominees. But we ha- we've actually played the vast majority of these. And um, the first one is Astrobot, which I know Josh has been singing that its praises. One best VR game. In the game apparently, it's phenomenal. It's, 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 it's the Mario close. 64 of the modern day. Apparently. Um, right. So there's that. There's Celeste. There's God of War. Into the Breach. Minute. And return of the Obra Dinn again. So there's no Red Dead 2 in game design? No. My word. I know. You that, would think, kind of think that it would be. Is, is that is that due to the whole controversy over the working hours 
as do you think potentially they've lost there? You don't want to praise uh, game design. Apparently, that, apparently yeah. that was very much debunked. It was definitely I put, overinflated. I, put that I mean, I wouldn't necessarily like, call it debunked. Mm-hmm. I would say that there was definitely conflicting reports. Yeah. Not, no, I don't think it's right to kind of kind of fall down necessarily on either side, but yeah. I do think mm-hmm. potentially that is a mitigating factor. In, potentially, in, maybe. In, yeah. yeah, I think if BAFTA were going to um, take a stand, they would they would knock it off all the nominations. Mm. But um, I think for the sake of like representing the time that did get put into that, like it, it should be up there. I think this category, though, if you're talking game design, like if you talk about what does uh, Red Dead offer that hasn't been done before, mm. like it is yeah. like a perfected version that's, of the first one. It's kind of interesting to think out of those. God of War is probably the one that's least likely. Uh, yeah, opinion. I guess so. because well, it, it's an incredible game, third person. Mm-hmm. It's got amazing combat, but then it's like you look at the other things on there. The thing, the other things that that these nominees have brought to the, mm-hmm. the series. You got Into the Breach, which is obviously turn-based isometric gaming. I know that's obviously not exactly but it's very so new, calculated but it's so tight. tight yeah. uh, you've got uh, Minutes, which obviously you've been obsessed with. Minute as is well. like yeah, is everything that you love about a Zelda or a Metroidvania condensed and just like just perfected. Like yeah, there is that. Every turn of the Obra Dane, obviously you have the just narrative stuff. Self, we said enough about. Yeah, that, yeah, there's yeah. that and. Like even Celeste, like you know, you're playing through like a, a mental struggle, like that. All those things elevate it, and obviously Astrobot as well. But also just how good the levels are designed in Celeste mm. as well. So mm-hmm. I think that's a really hard category. If you go on the pure, mm. like, what does it offer on a design level? Um, I don't know. Maybe I, minute, but I maybe don't know. minute. But I think maybe Oberdin. I was going to say mm. Oberdin because I think it, I think like you're right with God of War. Like it is, it is a third person action game. And it has loads of puzzle elements. It's it does it all very, very well. Mm. I think the strength of God of War comes from the narrative. Sense, yeah, absolutely. Which, yeah. I think it's, it's a nice mesh. But like mm. you said, I'd say, like, what does it bring to the table? Mm-hmm. Uh, Return of the yeah, probably. Return of the Obra Dinn. Um, next up is Game Innovation, which again is Astrobot, Celeste, Cultist Simulator, Moss, which is another Nint- another uh, VR game, Nintendo Labo, and Return of the Obra Dinn. See, Labo Ooh, fits here. Labo better. fits a lot better there, but again, Labo should get Innovation, I think. L- yeah, it could do, but then Obra Dinn again. <laughs> you could scrunch in his face. <laughs> it's, right? it's, it's a weird one. I don't mm. think it's that innovative. I don't. Really? I, I think it is, it, it's interesting that they're applying real life toys to mm-hmm. a video game, but I don't necessarily see you how... You build them yourself. I know, but I don't necessarily see how that, that works in the context of video game innovation. Mm. Like, to me, these are just basic real-life things that you stuck to a video game and recontextualized an already present thing. I think if you, something is to be innovative, mm-hmm. it has to be bringing something entirely new to the table. And we've already seen Toys to Life before. Oh, oh yeah. Even if, it is, even if it is different with Labo, yeah. I don't necessarily see it as being as innovative or as unique as... Yeah, the things know. that they try to do in terms of making it like new is that they'll show you like what the sensors can see. So mm-hmm. you're sort of like as you're playing with it, you're you're seeing on screen what you're affecting and what different like you know different sensors like the IR sensor is picking up and stuff like that. So like they do try. Yeah, but yeah. True, I mean, I fully realize I'm, I'm busting out the the, the bloody uh, beard wax right now and like, the glasses, <laughs> but you know that, <laughs> I, I just don't think it is as groundbreaking mm-hmm. as it's kind of being held. I to agree me. with you, you. <clears throat> I do, mm-hmm. but. I think for the sake of the, because obviously these are annual awards, for the mm-hmm. sake of what could really be taken as something completely different we weren't really expecting last year, mm-hmm. I think it could still definitely be up there. I think my shout would still probably be Oberdin. Yeah. But I think I do completely agree where you're coming from. From here, there's not much Labo can do. Obviously, Labo have said they're doing the VR thing, which I've, yeah. got, a, I've got a weird feeling is the last, a switch to your face. <laughs> last one. I will get You like it. having eyes, do in you? In, <laughs> in the same way that they did uh, the wheel and the bike support for Mario Kart, mm-hmm. if they brought in Mario Kart VR <laughs> with the VR Labo, I'd be all over They need to do Mario Tennis because <laughs> it was like the virtual, <laughs> the virtual boy. boy. Yeah, just oh, that's, that's just, just that means having to play Mario Tennis Aces. Which is never you can just see true. Luigi doing the death stare at Mario Kart right in front of you. <laughs> Luigi doing the death stare. That's yeah. the best thing. I would like now, that. No, I, I think longevity-wise, yeah, it doesn't get very far, but I think for mm. the sake of an award like this, it's like, hey, there was something really different this year. 
Labo could be. Labo could I do be think uh, Moss might sneakily take it because that's is that a, the one with the mouse? Yes, a third-person platformer. But you play it when you're in VR. You play it as the size of a human, so you're leaning down to sort of like like look into different levels. Kind and, of in the same way yeah. we had that Minecraft demo with the Hololens. The Hololens thing, totally. the buildings and things. Yeah, and it's like in terms of like pure perspective, um, that seems to pull something off that I haven't seen any other VR titles do like on this this level with this amount of budget. Mm. Um, obviously, Astro Bar is apparently phenomenal, but we don't. I think Josh has played it, but that's about it. Um, but yeah, like that's that's a really good <clears throat> that's a really good category so yeah what would you guys shout be for the most or the best innovation not Labo not Labo <laughs> like I said maybe Labo <clears throat> more so Oberdin yes I think I, for me I'm actually going to go Moss but I would I would love it if Labo got it because it's such a cute little thing but it is also that's what they're banking on Scott. I know but I'm a sucker <laughs> for the cute things so best multiplayer games uh, for the sake of highlighting what would be the best mobile game I'm going to say Florence but that's like the only thing that stands out uh, multiplayer games though um, would be A Way Out Battlefield 5 Overcooked 2 Sea of Thieves Super Mario Party or Super Smash Brothers. what Battlefield 5 I mean I'm thinking more a way out. I, mean, I, I, know, I know that I know that it's a multiplayer game, but a way out doesn't really put itself across no, as a, a co-op multiplayer game. I mean, if, game. I, yeah. again, I don't know where yeah, these didn't know where. What nominations again? It was uh, a way out, Battlefield Five, Overcooked Two, Sea of Thieves, Super Mario Party, or Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. That's, a lot of those are co-op experiences, and I think if we're going to have yeah. multiplayer in the sense of you know what we way, know to be multiplayer, yeah, I think you like need and even if I don't necessarily think that Apex Legends is fantastic, I think it definitely deserves nominating there. Oh hell yeah, and yeah, that's that's probably outside the window of nominations it's, and I'm happy there's no Fortnite on there mm. it's but, weird well for, it was on the best ongoing game it's weird yeah, for me because I think I, I think that uh, is there a best ongoing game category there was but I cut it out of these, right, these here enough. discussions well I think that in, if we're going to talk about best multiplayer games in the BAFTAs I think and awards seasons in general I think that these ceremonies need to recognise that multiplayer games are now platforms that are constantly mm. evolving each and every year totally. and yeah I, I, I'm completely perplexed by Battlefield 5's inclusion I think, yeah, I think yeah Battlefield 5 throws me for a loop I think in terms of them again uh, recognizing games as a service that's mm. what their uh, best ongoing game thing is yeah. but Fortnite will just dominate that uh, in terms of the like best head to head stuff out of that lot I guess I'd pick I'm, Smash Brothers I would say Smash but yeah. also uh, I think Super Mario Party could be up for it as well because mm. interestingly when you look at um uh, the sales of Super Mario Party—they are very good. Oh yeah, very, I mean, very. People good. like. I mean, admittedly, it's Mario Party. It's, it's Mario Party. It's yeah, fantastic. It's but like, I, I'd, <laughs> I'd personally say Smash. I'm kind of happy Black Ops Four isn't on there. Okay. Because of uh, how much Activision and I—I I don't. I obviously there's there's the unknown as to how much Treyarch are deliberately going out of their way to make things worse for mm. players. But that game has gone completely down the toilet. I haven't played it in a while, but I, I did. I haven't played it in ages. Right. Uh, just the, in more in terms of the, the monetization and everything like that, it's gone really down the toilet. It's mm-hmm. really, really. Um, predatory at times right. all the stuff that was promised that wasn't going to be like this wasn't going to be like that is now like this or that and I'm guessing that was because Activision lost Destiny mm-hmm. so I'm quite happy that that's not been nominated can you still pay for a reticule yes oh good they put supply drops back in and it's all like hey you remember when we said you'd unlock characters and blackout by progression and challenges no loot boxes now. <laughs> they've, they've, they've changed everything I wonder if that stuff's the whole like, game is completely different and maybe awful. that's why it's not on and that's what I mean thing. that's why I'm happy now that you mentioned mm-hmm. this I'm struggling to think of a multiplayer mode that released this year apart from Apex or the last year for that fact mm-hmm. that I really genuinely thought this is compelling every single multiplayer game that I played in 2018 and 2019 has been from a game that released you years before very, very so Siege point. and even Battlefront 2 I think is having a bit of a resurgence now yeah, so yeah. I think maybe this just kind of speaks to the, the complete lack I, of strength of that, that, that genre at the yeah, moment I, I absolutely adore A Way Out but it's I wouldn't call it the best multiplayer no. game it's more would, like a story I thing. definitely think it's probably more so Smash yeah or, probably uh, be Smash or Mario Party if it went to Battlefield it'd be like okay so <laughs> have you got a, do you look at like a thousand people and say that's a lot of people hmm 
I, I mean, maybe if, if they're all yeah. paying their way. So mm. the final category is the best game. Now, this is between Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Astrobot Rescue Mission, Celeste, God of War, Red Dead 2, or Return of the Obra Dinn. Ooh. So best game. Red Dead 2. Red Dead 2. Yeah? I'm going to go maybe, God of War. Or maybe God of War. I, again, <laughs> I think it's going to be a, it's going to be another um, tie. 50 It'll be very, very close. Very, very tough. Because the VJs gave it to God of War, I think they might give it to Red Dead 2. Yeah, and I think it'll, they'll give, if, they, if God of War is to win, they'll do it mm. for the same reason that VJs does, is because God of War is very self-aware. There's a there's an entire meta nature to the mm. to the series there, and kind of reappraising the development of the of the video game medium through from the early two thousands through where we are now. So in that sense, I could definitely see the Baftas going to that and going mm -hmm. well. In terms of video games, you know, kind of having their like their, their self-aware moment, God of War <laughs> probably fits that. But yeah, I also yeah. think that Red Dead Two completely transcends how you tell stories in video games, well, and, and just say. because God of War Three, uh, God of War, sorry, just just because that ended up reappraising the series, mm. I don't necessarily think that means that it is automatically the best game of the year. I think mm. Red Dead Two needs to be assessed for what it achieved, and for that reason, should win. I think for on my side, I think God of War, like it's the the things you can hold up that you can praise God of War for are more rooted in it being a game like the medium of yeah, that's what I mean yeah. yeah but I think that's the thing for the BAFTAs like obviously they're the academy of film and TV so mm. maybe they're more slanted towards storytelling and that kind of stuff and Red Dead is on another level altogether in, in that regard so it might end up being Red Dead 2 Richard do you think Red Dead 2? Uh, yeah I'd say again Red Dead 2 or God of War I'm not surprised that Spider-Man isn't nominated because again as we've already oh, discussed yeah. about they really don't like Spider-Man do they? I, I think the reason why I was just thinking when you guys were talking the idea that um, Red Dead 2 and God of War have, are still kind of making waves they're still present in the uh, in, in the mind of, of gamers all mm. over the world whereas Spider-Man isn't as much as much as it's incredible and there's still people picking up and playing it now I think the DLC season has I was just going to say the DLC oh, probably has um, an impact but I still haven't finished the DLC I loved, yeah. loved yeah. Spider-Man yeah. and I played the first chunk of the DLC and then I haven't because I got the season pass but I haven't played through the season yeah. mm -hmm. and I think because of that it's sort of disappeared out of the game's consciousness a bit more and in that respect I kind of, I kind of understand that it's not been nominated mm -hmm. but I would love to see something like Celeste or Aberdeen oh god I'll, I'll probably be, weep if Celeste it would wins. be <laughs> incredible and I, I don't know what the BAFTA's track record is like in terms of these kind of like the big 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 awards mm. as to whether they have gone and said hey it's going to be this uh, which is completely unexpected in mm -hmm. the same way Golden Joysticks gave Fortnite Game of the Year last year. Oh, that but was, I say that, that's, that's, pub that's public voted. But like, yeah. I don't know what swing they might take, but I think everything on that is definitely going to be uh, down for best game. Assassin's Creed Odyssey? I was going to say, I'd be happy with all of them apart from um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. But for the vast majority, I think it'll be either Red Dead or God of War. It's a bit random that that only gets nominated for best game mm. and not, doesn't break its way into any other category. It's very, yeah, very odd. So those have been our thoughts on the video game BAFTAs. This has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Tilford. You can find me on Twitter at slash LP89. And I've been joined by Ewan Patterson. And you can follow me on Twitter at Ewan Ruins Things if you do so choose. And Rich Hudson. And you can follow me on Twitter at Pickup Change Toe. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 